Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. Scott Winstead here. And Angela too. And we're with Compass Retirement, uh, bringing you topics on all things retirement and financial related. And this month, we're really excited because I think this is probably one of the biggest decisions that folks have to make in retirement. Um, and we usually see it not get necessarily the, the attention it deserves. No, we oftentimes talk in the office about when we're actually in meetings, uh, we see that people spend a lot more time planning their vacations or maybe their cruises than they do this very important subject. And that's, that is planning and how to take and strategizing your social security. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to take the next a couple of episodes to making sure that we're making sense out of Social Security for you. That's right. And then we'll wrap up the month by uh, talking about Medicare. So today's uh, going to be a high level view of Social Security, the way it works. Um, man, there's so many misconceptions out there. Uh, so many folks really uh, have, have questions on how do they calculate my payment? Uh, what when am I going to get? When should I take it? <laughs> and you know, it's funny. It's um, if you were to ask probably, I don't know, Angela, 100 people, right? When is the best time to take your Social Security? How many different answers would we probably get? Probably 100 because a lot of times when they're asking people, it's at the Thanksgiving table and they might be asking their aunt. <laughs> yeah. So not only would you get 100, you'd probably even get more than that because they'd ask, you know, Bob who they work with exactly. or, you know, Uncle Ted, as Angela said, at Thanksgiving. And, you know, everybody has a different uh, idea on Social Security and when they should take it. But hopefully, as you've been listening to the podcast over this uh, several months, what you're, you're starting to understand and, and I think take away is that you need to have a holistic look at this. Mm -hmm. You don't want to make these decisions in a vacuum. You don't want to try to just decide that I'm taking my Social Security without understand, understanding how it plays into your income, right? Total income, how it plays into your tax situation. So all of these things become connected in retirement rather than when you're just working and you can make decisions in what we would say a, a silo. Okay. Yeah. So Social Security is a really big topic. Um, uh, how many pages is the handbook? Like 2,000 or something. 2000, yeah, it's over yeah. It's a crazy amount of information. Yep. But we're just going to go over a high-level overview of it. Now, when you think in terms of Social Security, this is a benefit that you receive for the rest of your life. Yes, absolutely. And remember, we're always looking for that mailbox money, right? Those things that come in consistently because we have to recreate our income in retirement. You got it. And as we talked about during our income uh, episode, you know, we've got guaranteed income, i.e. Social Security, mm -hmm. uh, pension. And then we have non-guaranteed income, which might be income you get from investments um, or real estate or something like that. So the guaranteed income is really, really important. That's part of that sit on the porch number. So Social Security for most folks plays a big role in that. Yeah, I really think it's important to make sure we get this one right. It is. And I, I think you opened it very well, Angela. Most people spend more time planning their cruise or planning their RV trip mm -hmm. than when they're actually going to turn on their social security and how does it all fit in the context of their plan? Yep. So people are living longer. I don't think that's any surprise. Um, if you look at any of the statistics, uh, you know, there's a really high probability, I'd say somewhere um, in the 
uh, a 50 to you know, maybe 25% uh, range that, you know, if you're healthy couple, 65 years old today, most recent statistics say you've got a 50% chance that one of you is going to live to 93, a 25% chance one of you is going to live to 96. Yes. And when we look at those numbers, I just want to say this so everybody knows, typically the women are um, living five to six years longer than the men. So that's something really important to consider when we're making our social And I can hear the groans right now on the other end of the podcast microphone here, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, well that's not me. I'm not going to make it that long. I hear you. I yeah. hear it every day. Yes, we do. Here's the point. When you plan your retirement, you have to plan that you're going to be here a very long time. If you plan that way and then you're not, you're not going to be upset. But if you plan to have a short life because mom or dad didn't live that long or brother and sister didn't live that long and you spend that way and you make decisions based on that and you happen to outlive your strategy, well, now you're going to be pretty upset. You're going to be pretty darn upset. So we want to make sure that you're planning to be here a really long time. So that being said, believe it or not, and this comes, this information comes right off the Social Security Administration website, that 73% of folks, basically three out of four, yep. right? They take their Social Security early, yes, meaning somewhere between age 62 and their full retirement age, let's call it 66. Yes. So they're taking it somewhere between that three out of four folks. Yeah, and, and you know, what are some of the consequences of doing that? Um, we see that, and, and you probably all know this, but our benefit is actually reduced. And it's not just reduced for those couple of years until we hit our full retirement age. It's reduced over our lifetime. That, yeah, and so as we look at it, you know, three out of four folks, there must be some reasons why people would take it early, okay? And some of those reasons might be your health, you know, if, if you have a health ailment and, and you're not expected to live that long, that might make sense. Maybe you're taking it early because um, you've got a pension or something that might kick in later. So there are reasons why you might take it early, yeah. but it does reduce your benefits. One of the questions I get asked all the time and, and we get asked all the time is, okay, how do they even figure out how much I'm supposed to get in Social Security? Like, how do they figure this? How How is this calculation done? And believe it or not, there is a page on your social security statement and it's called your earnings record and it goes all the way back to the time when you paid uh, into social security so you'll probably see way back when you were flipping burgers at your first job right or uh yeah and you might have recorded uh, like 537 dollars of income for the year that goes (laughs) into your earnings record and what they do on the most basic sense is they take the best 35 years of your working history that you paid into Social Security and they average that together. And so sometimes folks will have, you know, hey, I worked, uh, you know, when I was 18 and then I went to college for a few years. I didn't work. I got some zeros in there and then I graduated college and now I've got more earnings. But when you think in terms of basic math, right? If I'm doing an average and I throw a bunch of zeros into the average, what is it? What is it? Or the calculation? What does it make my average do? Absolutely, go down. Yeah, go down. Yeah. And so the thing is, if you're working and you're evaluating, well, when should I take my Social Security? Or if you just stopped working, when should I take my Social? You typically want to look at the highest 35 years because that's going to get you the highest payout. Mm-hmm. So. 
if you're working and you say, man, if I work another year or two, I'm making way more salary in my 36th and 37th year than I was when I was flipping burgers and made 500 bucks that I reported or zero, working one or two years longer can can increase typically your social security benefit. Yeah, remember, because that's going to kick out those zeros or it's going to kick out those low numbers. And we see some cases where it makes a drastic difference. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not working any longer because just to get my social security to go up. And again, we're not suggesting you need to. What we are saying is you need to know your numbers. You need to know your numbers, especially when it comes to social security. You also need to understand something called your full retirement age. And that's the number, it's called your primary insurance amount or your PIA, but that's the number that a lot of other benefits are calculated off of, spousal benefits, survivor benefits, that sort of thing. And your full retirement age uh, is based off the uh, the year you were born. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you were born 1937 or earlier, uh, your full retirement age is 65. If you were born 1943 to 54, you're 66. If you were born 1960 or later, it's 67. Now, if you were born in some of those years that we did not share with you, for example, 1955, 56, 57, then your full retirement age is going to be age 66 plus some months. And you can get that information off of your um, statement. Yeah. So for every year, you know, let's say uh, I know my full retirement age is age 66 and at 1954, but in 1955, you basically add two months. So yep. it's 66 plus two, two months. months. And that takes you all the way up to uh, year 1960, which is 67. So that's how you could calculate it. If you want to bypass that silly little uh, calculation that we just told you about, look on your statement. It'll tell you your, your full retirement age is, and then it'll have it there. Now, Let's talk about taking it early, right? Um, 73% of folks do it. Yeah, they do. So what do we give up if we take it early? How much? Well, you know, lots of times when you look at your statement, it looks like you give up a couple hundred dollars a month. That's why I think people might not think it's that big of a deal. However, if you really look at it and you start collecting at the earliest age possible, which is 62, you are actually receiving a 25% reduction on your benefit for the rest of your life. How much was that? A 25% reduction. Wow. So it's important to understand when you're making this decision, not just that it's a couple hundred dollars, but when we're having that consistent mailbox money or that income coming in retirement, we have to know that we're taking 25% less by taking it early. And that's a that's a big number over time because we don't plan retirement just like you don't plan your investments on what we would say a micro level, right? We don't make decisions for your retirement on a year level. We do it over a 20, 25, 30, 35 year horizon. Yeah, we have to look at the long haul. We have to look at the macro level. So just because it's like, eh, it's only a couple hundred bucks every month. Well, when you spread that out over your lifetime, again, assuming you're going to be here a really long time, that's a lot of money to give up, guaranteed, backed by the federal government for the most part, right? Now, can they change it? I get questions about all that. Scott, I'm taking it early because Social Security is going away. And could it go away at some point? It certainly could. Current uh, projections say, hey, if no changes get made to the system, then 
there's enough money in the Social Security Administration, in the, in the benefit program, to be able to take us out somewhere around the year 2033, 2034 is the latest projections I've seen. At that point, they would still be able to pay out about 75 cents on the dollar, give or take a couple cents here or there, even if no changes got made. So I'm not suggesting that there may not be some changes to Social Security. We're not suggesting that it may not look different, but very rarely would I say basing your decision to take your Social Security just because you think the system's going broken isn't going to be there might not be the most sound thought out plan in terms of your overall Social Security strategy. You know, let's talk a little bit about what some of the uh, reasons that people might actually um, take it them early. So That's I know it. we've we've addressed a couple, but we didn't cover them all. Yeah. So we talked about you know your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about coordinating it with other income. Uh, you definitely want to make sure that you understand what your work capacity is going to be in the future. You know, very rarely I see now folks and we see folks that say I'm retiring and I'm not doing anything else. I'm done. I'm just done. Yeah. Most often they're wanting to find something that's uh, more pleasurable that they enjoy doing and they're doing it more part time. I'm even seeing a lot of folks um, say, well, I'm I'm done with the nine to five, but I'm going to be consulting for my company for, you know, another year or two. So you want to make sure, you know, are you going to continue to work? Are you going to do some part time stuff or are you actually just done with work and retiring? Uh, And then you also want to be making sure and we'll talk about this next week as we coordinate spouse, spousal benefits, survivor benefits, all of those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, staying on the topic of of working, right, Um, you know, I I had, I'm reminded of a a client of ours, and we'll just call her Sally, and this happened really early on in my career before I was uh, completely versed in exactly why um, and how Social Security fully functioned. But I'll never forget, I was helping Sally, and she uh, came in to visit with me. And I was asking her, you know, how's, how's retirement going? And she said, great, I just retired and I signed up for my Social Security and I'm really enjoying it. And I said, great, and it sounds wonderful and all that. And as we worked together, about six months passed, uh, she came back in and she said, you know what? She said, I've had um, some change in my you know, finances, uh, some health issues. I've had some family things that have happened and I need to go back to work. And so she did. Mm -hmm. And we decided that that was probably her best course of action. About, I don't know, four or five months after that, I got a phone call one day and she said, "Um, Scott, I haven't been getting my Social Security. What's going on? And I said, well, I'm really not sure. Let me me figure (laughs) this out. So after doing some digging and some research and, and starting to read through this, what I found out Sally fell into was something called the earnings limit. So not only when you take your Social Security early do you get less money, but you also subject yourself to some other rules that other people that wait, they Mm -hmm. don't subject themselves Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. So what is that earnings limit? Basically what it says is if I'm under my full retirement age, let's say for example 66, right Angela? If I'm under that and I start taking my Social Security, I'm allowed to make, uh, as of 2020, I'm allowed to make $18,240 
in earned income. So we're not talking about investments or rental or yeah. we're talking about we're only earned talking about wages. wages. Yeah. I'm allowed to make about eight, a little over $18,000 and still collect all my benefits. However, for every dollar, I'm sorry, two dollars that I'm over that limit, they uh, withhold one dollar of my benefit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's make it real simple. Let's say Sally was collecting five hundred dollars a month. She had to go back to work, and she started uh, making eighteen thousand two hundred and forty-two dollars. So she's two dollars over the limit. Mm-hmm. Social Security would hold back one dollar of her benefit, so she might only see four hundred ninety-nine dollars. So what you could probably realize is it doesn't take a lot of income. To, that you're earning to eat up a decent amount of your benefit. If not all of it. And so we just want you to be aware of that because that is a gotcha that a lot of people aren't aware of. Now, the longer you wait to take your Social Security, the income limit gets higher all the way to the point when you get to your full retirement age, that income goes goes away. The yeah. limit goes away. You can make a million dollars a year, collect all your benefits, and, and no harm, no foul. Yep. So something to be aware of. Now, let's just talk about really quickly how your benefit grows because that's how we want to end uh, the episode today. So we've talked about, hey, it's about a 25% decrease if you take it at 62 for the rest of your life. Okay, But now let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about uh, how much it grows if you wait. So let's fast forward and say I reach my full retirement age for purposes of, of our discussion here, 66. Yep. And I want to wait because the we know the latest age I can take my Social Security is age 70. Right. Right? Yep. So how much does it grow each year? Oh, this is great. So every single year, it will grow by 8%. So if we look at our full retirement age is 66, and we wait in all the way until age 70, then we get 132% of our benefit for the rest of our lives. So that's a 32% increase in four years. Yes. How many of us right now would take a 8% increase guaranteed, at least at the moment, by the federal government or a 32% increase over a four-year period on a portion of our money? How many of us would sign up for that right now and it's risk-free? Sounds good. Sounds real good. Again, we're not suggesting waiting makes sense for everyone. It doesn't because there are lots of different questions we have to ask ourselves and lots of different strategies that we can help put in place. That's right. But typically, waiting is a great return on your investment. But what you've got to do is you've got to be able to run the numbers and see. And so a lot of times folks just want to ask me and they ask you all the time. I know Mm -hmm. Angela is, hey, I don't really want to learn about this stuff. Can you just like, just if, I, if I tell you like my, my amounts, will you just tell me like when I should take it? And we can do that. Um, you have to be able to tell us the day you're going to pass away. So if you tell us the day you're going to pass away, we'll tell you the day to start taking it. <laughs> but what we do, what we can do, right? Because we can't predict that. No. Is we can run a different type of analysis for you. That's basically a break even analysis. And that sounds real fancy, but here's what it means. It basically says, hey, if I start taking my benefit at age 62 and then I take it at 66, how long do I need to live for the money I give up between 62 and 66 to make, to, to make that back? How yeah. long does it, does it, and that may be age 78. I'm just making that up. Or if I take it at 66 or I wait till 70, how long do I need to live for the 70 amount 
to make sense. And we can run that for you. That's yeah. a real simple uh, analysis that we can help you and your spouse coordinate and, and, and run, uh, run that for you. So if that's something you want to uh, take us up on, we're happy to do it. So as we wrap up here today, you know, we, we've talked about the way Social Security is figured. You know, we, we talked about it in terms of making sure it makes sense for your income plan. It makes sense for, you know, your tax plan. And we talked about taking it early versus waiting, kind of the disadvantages and advantages of each of those. There's a lot more to Social Security, and we're going to be talking next week about the two most common benefits, spousal benefits, survivor benefits, and then some strategies you can look at. I find a lot of times people don't know the ins and the outs of the spousal and survivor benefits. Some people qualify for it and didn't even know they were eligible. So this could be a very powerful episode. But please, please, please take away from this episode that Social Security planning in the scope of your overall retirement plan deserves the same amount, if not more, than you give to your investment plan, your tax plan, and all the other planning you do in your life. And if you haven't already gotten online and accessed your account, you can go to ssa.gov, that's ssa.gov, and sign up for your account today so you'll know your numbers, you'll know exactly when your full retirement age is, and you can get some planning done around that decision. And that would be the first step to make sure you get, as, as Angela mentioned, your updated statement, your updated numbers, so we know the, the actual information and values that we're working from. So next time we'll be talking to you and, and, and uh, looking at spousal and survivor benefits and, and more strategic planning with Social Security. If you have any questions in the meantime, we're always just a phone call away. We can be reached at 817-328-6152. We hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money. And just as easily, anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Compass Retirement is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. 
It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.